Welcome to the next installment of the SUAS News Podcast Series, where we interview newsmakers and discuss the news and applications that are relevant to the global unmanned technologies community. I'm your program host, Patrick Egan, and as always, let's say hello and welcome to our co-host, Mr. Gene Robinson. Hello, Patrick. How are you today, and how are things going in the UA world this, this week? Uh, I'm doing good. Another sunny, beautiful day out here in California, and uh, good to be back in California. Um, was out at the the dark, the drones and aerial robotics conference in uh, New right. York City, and uh, <clears throat> that was interesting. Um, I haven't been to New York in a while, and um, you know, I I did enjoy that. I, I had I took all my meals in Little Italy. Couldn't pass that up. Some good Italian food. Um, The conference was really good. Um, You know, wide, let's say varied uh, spectrum of interested parties. Um, It was pretty good. Um, Saw a lot of folks that have been uh, on the pages of SUAS News. Got to meet Trappy, who's actually not a bad guy. He's not... uh, I think some people have kind of got him pegged as some kind of total yahoo. And I'm not saying that he may not be or is, but he's a nice enough guy. Uh, got to meet him, his attorneys, um, some of the other players that have been in the field for a while and been on the pages of SUAS News. I wrote an article about it over there on the uh, on the yep. news site. I don't know. Did you oh, catch that? Oh, that was a good one. Yep, yeah. that was a good one. Read it. Yep. Every every now and again, we uh, churn one out. Me and the other thirty nine chimps churn one out, but uh, it, it was a good time. The protesters were really good. The grannies for peace uh, they came out. I guess uh, it started to rain, and they had a they had to bring the drone in. It's not an all weather capable mock up of uh, <laughs> for protesting, so I want to keep that in mind. Um, but it was pretty good. Uh, we got, got to meet with Emil. Uh, Emil came in. Our man in Europe came in for Paris. He was there also. Um, some of the highlights of the show, I would definitely say, was the Sensefly. Um, they 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 mapped the Matterhorn, and uh, that was really impressive. Over 300 million data points. Pr- pretty uh, pretty darn impressive, for sure. That's pretty big cloud. That's pretty big. So uh, I I, uh, I thought that was pretty amazing. Got to meet uh, Henri, and then uh, Colin was there from DJI. So you know, with the whole gang, it was pretty. Uh, as like say per usual, uh, go to these things, and then I'm pretty busy talking to folks. But it was really good. So I enjoyed that. A um, couple of other things going on, and you may have saw that on the news, uh, the news site today. Um, it looks like some more. Um, some more folks are getting some limited uh, certification. Saw that. Yeah, the Nighthawk. Again, it's another uh, system used by the military. But uh, I guess, you know, you got to start with what you know. Yeah, well, I believe they make a civilian version that's called the TACMAV. They do. No, wait. I think it's the other. Maybe it was the other way around. Maybe it's the TACMAV. That is the military use, and it's the Nighthawk. This is civilian use. I think that that's the way that goes. Mm, I'm not sure, but 
Um, I, like I said, I guess you got to stick with what you know. Any anything else uh, going on with you? Last time I talked to you, you were going to be doing some uh, some some flying um, for fire. Anything new in your well, world? You know, as you know, uh, our our little project with uh, flying fires is uh, attached to the government. And, of course, we know exactly what the government has been doing for the last couple of weeks. So uh, my flying has actually been curtailed a lot. I will say that. But uh, it's not to to mention or not to think that we don't do anything more around here because for some reason when I thought I was going to have time on my hands, there's even less. You know how that goes. So we're uh, we're actually putting together the – we're we're going to be – training, starting our first training program for some individuals for the Robata Supernova system, which uh, you got to take a look at in Sacramento. There were some folks that were impressed enough to go with that, and we will be doing our first first formal training uh, session for some folks uh, this week for two days. Looking forward to that, and of course, you know, writing the syllabus and, you know, kind of customizing the... the, the, uh, training program around their missions is, has been a challenge. And, of, and of course, you know, Texas weather, I've, I've always said it, we only have two seasons, we have summer and not summer. Well, it's decided to be not summer this week, which is okay. I mean, it's cool. We're still shorts weather and all that, but it's uh, gotten a lot cooler and we're actually getting some rain. So kind of holding our breath on that one. You know how the stress level goes up when you got people flying in and, you know, you're supposed to be out and, and uh, doing some flying your own self. So it's uh, it's been kind of an exciting week, so we're looking forward to that. Well, kind of, you know, uh, if it were easy, Gene, everybody would be doing it. Yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> Well, you know, and and the the government shutdown deal kind of rolls us right in to today's topic, which is robo business. And um, you know, we've got a we have to look elsewhere for income streams. And so um, we're going to get the lowdown today on the robo business uh, conference, and um, and then we're going to bring our guests on here. Um, uh, they're they're the producers of this. We have conference chairman Dan Kara and Richard Erb. Gentlemen, are you out there? Yes, we are. Hey, Patrick. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I'm really looking forward. As soon as I got wind of the Robo Business Conference, uh, I was like, up, oh, I got to go to this. But <clears throat> before we um, before we get into my personal take on what I got to go to. <laughs> Maybe we could have you guys kind of introduce yourself. So maybe, uh, Dan, could you uh, introduce yourself to the audience, little bio, and how you got into robotics? Sure, yes. Uh, so my name is Dan Kara, K-A-R-A. I'm the chief research officer of Myria Research, an analyst consulting firm focused on robotics and intelligence systems and the publisher of the Aerisplex website, which is a business and robotics uh, website. Um, I've been chairman of the Robo Business event since 2004 when it was launched. I was originally uh, in uh, the analyst and research area focused on IT going back for a number of years and just frankly got burned out of it. It became more of the same and I kept seeing the same presentations. And I'd always been looking at the robotics industry and was trying to determine if there was a, uh, an opportunity there for an events company and a research and advisory services firm and a publishing firm. And it 
for the most part, it was tied into either Mill Aero stuff, which was just coming along at that time, um, even after years of research, and then also the industrial robotics sector. But around 2003, I went to Japan and Korea, traveled around the U.S., and realized that there was these new classes of robots, mobile intelligence systems, as well as these that can do a variety of other things as well, you know, a great deal of manipulation, and whole new things were happening. And so I uh, formed a company and, and then launched for a uh, robo-business in 2004 and ran it in Boston and been, been going back and forth between Boston and Pittsburgh for a number of years. And, uh, and so I just took the capabilities that I had with other businesses in the IT space and just moved over to robotics and have been following it since that time, uh, launching events, writing, writing reports, analyzing the, uh, the marketplace. And uh, it, it's been great. Uh, so now it's out in Silicon Valley for 2013, and uh, it should be a, a huge success. I'm looking forward to it. Well, right on. Yeah, that's. Uh, <clears throat> I, I've shared some of those uh, parallels with you and. <laughs> 2004. Wow. Well, we'll get into that, but I, I'd like to uh, bring Richard on. And uh, Richard, could you please do the same, sir? Yeah. Hey, Patrick. Thanks. And uh, just for your listeners, yeah, Robo Business will be taking place uh, October 23rd through the 25th at the Santa Clara Convention Center. And we are absolutely jacked to bring the program out to California. We've had a lot of great friends, colleagues, institutions, companies encourage us to bring this show out west. So uh, we finally have done it, and it looks like it was a absolutely a great decision on our part. So thank you. Um, can't wait for next week. Um, my background isn't nearly as exciting as Dan's, but uh, I'm basically a business guy that's been kind of in technology uh, his entire career of almost 30 years, uh, 20 years on the enterprise side in the areas of uh, manufacturing, procurement, quality systems management, and for the last decade or so, I've been um, on the event management and media side of the business, but always technology-related, uh, or organizing events in uh, voice over IP, telecom, data center technologies, social media. And um, it was in 2009 at the, uh, the end of the world back then, just a few short four or five years ago, I met CEO um, Ken Moyce, uh, who's the uh, owner of VH Publishing, as well as the owner of Robotics Trends. Uh, I met him. He invited me to join the team. Um, I thought it was an absolutely unique opportunity to do something in robotics, particularly a media company in robotics, right? And um, made that choice um, almost four years ago and have not looked back, and it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride and something that only gets more interesting with every passing day. Yeah, that's that. That I would concur with that. I um, and then the other thing I'm going to say is there. There's a couple of smart kids out here in Silicon Valley, and uh, some of the stuff that these guys are working on, you're like, holy moly! Yeah, uh, <laughs> you guys probably uh, have seen a little bit of that uh, in in your tenure. Now I was going to ask when how long the conference has been running, but 2004, so it's been a little while. Because um, it's almost got a decade under its belt. Uh, yeah. How, how about some of the technology changes you've seen in that time? Has, has it just been, uh, you know, mind-boggling? What, what, what would you say? Look, this is Dan. I would say, yeah, absolutely. It's you know, The event has changed to reflect that, not only the technologies, but kind of what are the hot markets at that particular time. And so... You know, beginning, you have to realize in 2004, you know, iRobot hadn't been public yet. Uh, the unmanned air, aerial vehicles were only used for surveillance. They hadn't been weaponized for the military. Uh, there was industrial robots were 
almost exclusively limited to uh, of, of making in the automotive industry, making cars. And since that time, things have just changed greatly. I mean, you have a number of companies have have grown up with robo-business. A lot of these companies get funded after the event or get purchased after the event or purchase other companies after the event. Uh, companies have gone public. Uh, companies have been purchased. They purchased other types of companies. Software that used to cost tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars now or commodity price uh, in, in, in the functionality of the, the, the technology increases. So something like Microsoft's Connect uh, is a good example of that. And, and over time during the event, we've seen a number of large initiatives focused depending on how the event changed. So uh, back in 2006, uh, Microsoft's Robotics Studio was launched at the event. Uh, last year was the uh, first public demonstration of the Baxter robot coming from Rethink Robotics out of Boston, a, a humanoid type of robot designed for manufacturing and small to medium businesses. So the event has tracked it, has uh, tracked changes in the industry as well as changes in technology. It's also checked where the money was. So initially it was a lot of mill aero focus, uh, particularly during the war years. And now uh, we've moved into industrial robotics and onto things such as small unmanned aero vehicles and to other types of technology. So um, it moves as the industry moves. But the overarching theme, I think, would be that technologies that were once complex and very, very expensive are now commodity priced and then being incorporated into a variety of different devices and targeting a variety of marketplaces. I, I would concur with that. Um, it, it is pretty interesting uh, how far robotics have come along, and I would say we're not, you know, we're, we may not be at the personal robotics uh, thing, but uh, definitely uh, the consumer market. I. I keep making the joke, you know, my mom uh, has one of those Roombas and she loves it. You know, she talks about how great Roomba is, turn it on, leave the house, vacuums the floor. Um, I'm looking forward to more of that. I'm definitely looking forward to the uh, automatic, automated cars. Um, sure. I think that's a, that's a no-brainer. I got my own car service right here and I don't even have to tip anyone or deal with a bad attitude if the tip's not big enough. <laughs> I'm thinking, too, you know, when you, uh, you yeah. stay someplace, you know, I stayed at the Beverly Hilton, and I don't think they thought the big the tips were big enough. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I'm not making any, you know, movies lately. So, um, you know, that's a no-brainer, and I think that, that that's going to be great. So, you know, uh, that is interesting. Um, you know, and you kind of alluded to uh, some of the businesses that were there, Um and it seems like there's going to be a wide spectrum, but you know, maybe one of you or both of you could field, uh, you know, what types of businesses are we going to see at Robo Business? Yeah. Hey, Dan, I'll jump on this one, and you okay, can follow sure. up. But uh, you know, Patrick, um, what we're seeing is um, all kinds of robotics automation enabling technology companies coming into Robo Business from all over the world. I'll give you just a snapshot. Your companies from Denmark, Germany. Austria, Switzerland, Israel, Canada, China, Korea, India, Australia, and Japan. Um, at what I, you know, what I term is a relatively small conference. So, this is purely, uh, truly an international event taking place in Santa Clara. And if folks want to come in, they're going to meet amazing, amazing, brilliant, talented people from all over the world. Um, we've got more than 60 sponsoring companies. Um, that's nearly double the number of companies uh, sponsoring the event in Pittsburgh in 2012, which was up from Boston the year before. So we're seeing 
a lot of growth um, around robo business, and a lot of folks wonder why you know what's happening with robo business. What what does it fill in terms of the market? And if you look at why we're unique, when you think of the two kind of the kingpin organizations or associations, one being obviously AUVSI, love you guys, and uh, you know you represent the government well. You provide all this amazing technology. It's just an amazing world class organization. On the other on the other side, you got RIA, which is the Robotics Industrial Association, really focused in manufacturing, mainly primarily at the large end enterprise automotive side. And what Robo Business has done is it's really kind of come in as sort of that commercial applications event um, that is really kind of blowing out in all areas, whether it be uh, marine, aerial, land, unmanned systems, um, new industrial robotics, great new companies like Rethink, Dan mentioned, universal robots, all kinds of new gripper technologies, enabling technologies, new research platforms being launched. So it it's really does push in on what I'd call that commercial sector, which is a little bit right now, um, you, you know, there isn't a lot of folks out there offering events in the space that we're offering right now. And, and it's not easy, um, but our show is growing. And I think it's what it's, it's being recognized now internationally is a very unique business-focused conference in robotics, really focused primarily in commercial applications. Um, but Come out, you, you'll see everyone from iRobot to Yaskawa, um, Motoman Robotics, 3D Robotics, Chris Anderson's company down in uh, San Diego, focused in aerial um, field robotics for agriculture. Amazing startups like Grabit um, to Willow Garage spinoffs, Unbounded Robotics, which would be launching at RoboBusiness. Suitable technologies will be there. They're doing some amazing stuff with their beam technology. Um, Carnegie Mellon University will be there, Stanford Research Institute, as well as a number of the nonprofit organizations. But uh, um, we couldn't be happier with the number of participating companies, uh, new product launches, and folks coming, again, from all over the world to showcase what they're doing. Uh, and do you think, I mean, I, I've noticed, too, that, and I'm not, I'm not trying to preload the question, but do you think that there's uh, an added excitement because it is in Silicon Valley with, with this year's robo-business? Uh, yeah, certainly. Yeah. I mean, this, Go ahead, Dan. Well, this, yeah. this is Dan. No, I mean, yeah, certainly. This, we haven't ever brought robo-business out to the Valley. There's, uh, there's, there's a lot of interesting things going on there in terms of uh, research coming out of the universities and other uh, research uh, institutions. Combine that with a huge uh, VC marketplace and then a lot of other companies that provide enabling technologies, plus just pure play robotics companies. So everything is there, and it's a population center between San Jose and, and, uh, and uh, San Francisco, and that population center is populated with a huge number of people that uh, would be interested in an event like this. I mean, they're looking for you know, the next investment or their next job or the next marketplace, and that's what this is. Right. Now, I, I will say, you know, from what we, uh, we did the uh, Small Unmanned Systems Business Expo, and the place was just crawling with VC people. And I, and I think, Dan, you hit the, the nail on the head that people fly in from uh, – VC people fly in from all around the world to come to see what's happening in uh, the Bay Area and Silicon Valley uh, <clears throat> when it comes to new technologies. And, you know, on the other side of that, you got uh, – you got people 
uh, emigrating yeah. or coming here from, from all over the world with uh, new ideas and softwares and hardwares and technologies. And it's really like a, a convergence of uh, blows me away. You know, I, I go to different things or meetings or meet people and I'm just smoked. I just can't even uh, just, uh, I, you know, it's like, wow, I didn't even think of that. Uh, so <clears throat> I, I figured, yeah, there was a little bit of excitement on that. Now, um, I was on the website, which uh, I think uh, we'll take this, this uh, time to uh, give. Did someone want to give out the website for the conference? Sure. sure. The, yeah, the website is... Uh, www.robobusinessoneword.com. All right, you should go to the site, the Robo Business site, check it out. Um, I was over there. So, you know, one thing that kind of stuck out to me or or, uh, stood out was uh, this pitch fire. And, uh, you know, we were talking about the smart people coming here, we were talking about the VC people and the convergence of technology. Who'd like to tell me about Pitchfire? Yeah, Patrick, Pitchfire is really, it's new to robo-business. It's very Silicon um, Valley-based, and and we're doing, we're putting Pitchfire on in cooperation with um, Silicon Valley Robotics. Special thanks to Rich Mahoney over at SRI, Andre Key, Director of Silicon Valley Robotics, but this is a this is really a, a, an amazing event. You know, Robo Business has traditionally been a B two B event, more established companies, products, solutions. Uh, Pitchfire is really focused on startups, and uh, you know, we're, I don't have to tell you, Silicon Valley is somewhat crawling in startups and folks thirsty for VC money. Um, so we built a program that's really going to focus in on about 20 emerging, very interesting, very viable startup companies and robotics across a host of applications. And we've got an amazing um, group of investors coming in, an international group of investors, one from Germany, Robert Bosch Venture Capital, one from France, as well as one right here from the Valley, in addition to a whole audience full of people. Um, We plan to pack a room with about 150 people and have about uh, 18 to 20 of these companies make um, basically three to five minute pitches to this investment board and they will get feedback. Oh, sounds like a uh, you know America's uh, uh, American Idol or something you know where they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna provide a pitch and they're gonna get real time feedback from these investors in terms of the viability of the product, the prospects for it, the, you know their opinion on how they could improve their pitch, and uh, there'll be a winner. Um, from this that will receive a, a number of different uh, things, including a full conference pass to the two-day event, as well as uh, an opportunity to meet with basically an industry luminary um, and also get some personal guidance going forward for their business. But really, really cool event. It is open. Um, basically, it's an open session. There's a separate ticket if people just want to come in for Pitchfire. It's a $50 pass, plus it includes a networking reception, open bar and food served, um, to take part in this afternoon evening event, so it's something very Silicon Valley driven. Something we want to continue to build on. Uh, it's all about innovation and all about these bright new young ideas and talented people, as well as the investment community at Robo Business. Well, it sounds very exciting, and I wish that I had something to pitch, um, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not there yet. 
Um, yeah, it, yeah, that's a great idea. I, I think uh, if people, I mean, if you're you're coming out here to this thing, that would that, that's definitely something to catch. Uh, if you want to be, uh, I, I would say, if you want to be blown away or impressed by uh, what's going on out here, that would be definitely something to see. Now, I do want to. Uh, let uh, Gene, you know, I know you've been kind of listening quietly. Gene, do you uh, have anything you'd like to add, sir? Yeah, I do. You know, I, thinking about it and, and from the way the guys are talking about it, uh, robotics is going to be as pervasive as we thought unmanned aircraft are going to be. As a matter of fact, it includes unmanned aircraft because they are essentially robots to, 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 to a lot of different uh, measures. You talk about the cars, you talk about the personal robots, the Roombas and things like that. A robot is going to be ubiquitous here very, very shortly, in my view. And this conference that you guys are putting on, I think it would appeal not only to the the real technophile who is into the business and trying to, to you know make a career in the business, but also to the people who are interested in it as well, just from a personal standpoint. I mean, I, that's my kind of view of this whole thing. I'd like to go just to see what's out there and who's coming up with what, because it just fascinates the heck out of me to to, to think about what sort of personal robot could be in my home and, you know, literally in my lifetime. Sure. I could think sure. of a I could think of a lot of jobs for uh, Man Friday the robot. <laughs> the car needs to be washed. That lawn needs to be mowed. Windows need to be washed too. So get cracking. So I don't know if it's uh, distilled down to that level yet. I mean, uh, you know, we still have a lot of uh, ground to cover with industrial robots. I did see, um, I, I did see an article not too long ago where they're like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, danger, danger. Uh, you know, these, um, not even danger, Will Robinson, but but danger. These robots are going to be taking all of our jobs. But it goes back to there's a lot of uh, monotonous jobs that I've done in my time that I'd gladly hand off to a robot. I've got to say one thing about that. I'm dating myself here, but I remember when computers started coming out very strong that they were going to just take over all these jobs, and a computer was going to be doing our work, and you know what they did? You know what a computer did? <laughs> made it harder? <laughs> made more jobs. Spawned a whole new industry, and that's exactly what robotics is going to do, Gene. And just, I'll, I'll give you a note, just some of the local companies in the Valley and the Bay Area that will be at RoboBusiness. Obviously, we got Chris Ermson coming in from Google talking about self-driving car and their progress there and the time frame for, for self-driving cars in our lifetime. SRI International, Adept Technology, Suitable Technologies, um, guys like uh, Grabit, a spinoff from SRI, Needle Robotics will be there, Advanced Motion Controls, Trimble, Brain Corporation, Littler, largest employment law firm in the world, is building a division around robotics and robots in the workforce, precise automation. I know I'm missing a bunch of them, but there are a ton of California-based robotics technology companies that are employers looking for people, and they're growing, and it, it is, it's, an amazing, it's, it's, it's the spawning of a whole new industry. Perhaps some people refer to it as the next major technological revolution to sweep through the valley. Right. I, I could agree with that completely. Yeah, I, I definitely see it growing, you know, and that's good that people be uh, looking to hire people. I'll bring my sandwich board looking for a gig here. <laughs> 
<laughs> will work for bitcoins, man. No. Um, it, it is. Uh, it is. I mean, you know, it. I'm. I'm excited about it. I have no trepidations about uh, automation and robots in the future of my life. And, uh, you know, yes, the computer thing. I mean, I'm looking at a mess of paper right here on the desk. Remember, it was going to be all paperless. So, you know, uh, obviously there's apprehension in new technologies. We see a lot of that in the uh, unmanned flying thing. Uh, but I think taken as a whole, there's a lot of technologies we like. I, I mean, you know, and, and these things come on. So, you know, you, did, you, you, you ran through some of the companies that are uh, going to be attending. <clears throat> And um, some of those that we've heard of, some of them are even members of my Silicon Valley chapter of AUBSI. Um, but let's let's talk about some of the uh, the keynote speakers. Uh, would one of you gentlemen like to to field that one? Sure, I'll take that. This is Dan again. I mean, this is uh, if it is if it is one of the strongest, it's the strongest list of keynotes that we've ever had for a robot business event. Uh, and they've come from both industry. Uh, academia, as well as sort of the analyst community in other areas, and that's across different vertical market segments. And that's the way robotics, uh, robo business, was designed from the very beginning. Because typically these events are very stovepipe. You have uh, mill aero guys, you have industrial robots people, you have the academic folks. Nobody talks to each other. So uh, we set up the keynote so they would bring in a bunch of different types of people. Because in a lot of cases, this technology overlaps. And then the theme is, of course, business, because if you, don't, if you aren't able to make money at it, you can't keep doing it. So you know, that's the whole point. So um, I'm actually giving a keynote, uh, initial keynote, to kind of like say, where are we right now and where is this whole thing going? But actually, uh, some of the other much bigger names, we have Heinrich Christensen, who's the KUKA chair at uh, Georgia Institute of Technology, and he's going to be describing the National uh, Robotics Roadmap that was uh, uh, released in 2013 which is an important document. They had another one in 2009. Everybody talks about it, but nobody reads it. So actually, he's going to go in and say, here's, you know, we brought together in government people, academic people, investor community, as well as the business community. We got 60 of them together. We worked on this over a number of years. We've updated it. And here's where we believe the industry is going uh, over the next five to ten years. All they all focus also on creating businesses and new marketplaces. So you know, here's the best people in the world have vetted this information. It's come to a, a, a conclusion, and here the he's going to dump it out. Uh, we have things, uh, speaker uh, Brandon Basso who's going to be talking about big data meets big agriculture. He's a, an, an, a development engineer at 3D, robot, uh, 3D Robotics. So how do you use unmanned aerial vehicles uh, in conjunction with big data analytics to drive uh, agriculture and to make it more productive and efficient? Uh, we have another keynote from Carnegie Mellon University, Sanjit Singh, who's, who's going, his title of his keynote is Why Drive Autonomously When You Can Fly Autonomously, which basically describes what that's going to be about. Uh, we have speakers from ASON and El Camino Hospital talking about how they're using autonomous mobile robots in their hospital to cut costs, improve efficiency and productivity, to free up nurses. Uh, another keynote, we have a, a Chris Ehrman from Google about uh, the, their self-drive Google self-driving uh, cars program, and here's an interesting one. We have Yoki Matsuzuka from uh, Nest uh, Labs, which actually makes uh, a variety of, of, of home consumer electronics products. But her background is she's a PhD in robotics, I believe, from Carnegie Mellon and a MacArthur Award winner. So they brought her over to be VP of Technology at Nest Labs. So you can see the intersection here now 
of smart devices and the Internet of Things with robotics. Uh, Rich mentioned that we have a speaker from Luther Mendelssohn, uh, Gary Matheson, who's going to be talking about robotic compliance in the law. Uh, Michael Bruning, he's the director of Australia's uh, Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization. You say, well, why are we bringing someone from Australia? What Australia does in terms of, say, mining leads the world. And so he's going to be talking about the largest field robotics research center in the world and describing what they're doing. And then uh, Paolo Perigenian, he's the, uh, formerly uh, the, the CEO of Evolution Robotics um, that in Pasadena. They were purchased by iRobot about a year and a half ago, I believe. He's now the chief technology officer at iRobot, and he's given a keynote on the disruptive force of robots in the home and beyond. So, you know, you're running from consumer robotics to very, very, uh, with, with, with the iRobot speaker, to high-end service robotics using the world's largest trucks are now driven autonomously, dumping their loads into autonomous trains. The loads are, are actually using autonomous drills to drill out rocks and ore. You know, that's the very largest thing. So other types of consumer robotics, smart devices, self-driving cars, hospital works, uh, flop, you know, autonomous aerial vehicles, and then uh, sort of the overarching keynotes given by Heinrich and myself. So it's a little bit of everything. And again, they all intersect with each other. The main the main thing, though, is how do you do this to create uh, new businesses to drive your business and to build new marketplaces? And, yeah, excellent, excellent point. Because uh, you know, I find a lot too, and I mean, I'm kind of in a, I'm in a little bit of a silo. But I really, I think all of these technologies play together, and I also think that they play with uh, commercial space flight, which is also in another spy, uh, silo. So all of it needs to be yeah. kind of brought together because. You know, until we lick that radiation deal in space, you know, there's going to be lots of opportunity for uh, for robots to do exploration. But, uh, you know, even the consumer goods that you're talking about, like the Nest people, uh, you know, they have the, uh, for people that don't know what that is, they they have the the thermostat uh, for the house. You know, tons of success stories where people are saving energy, you save energy, you save money, you save the planet, and it's like the lotus flower and it just keeps giving. Um, so all of these types of things come into uh, to play with the with these efficiencies. But I, I, one other point you made was a, and I think a lot of people overlook this is this this uh, the law and robotics and product liability. You know, you're you're releasing something if if you're successful. <laughs> you preface it. If you're successful, right. you're you're uh, releasing something into the business space, and a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people. Most of them are are engineering, and they are trying to solve a problem. And one of the problems they overlook is, hey, you know, uh, even with a driverless car, you let that out into the uh, ecosystem here, um, and there's a mishap. Um, like I did notice, there was a tuft of grass in the. Uh, in, the, in one of the cars out there at uh, Stanford, uh, you know, <laughs> who's at fault if there's a mishap? Is it, you know, the automakers, the guy who wrote the code? Is it, you know, the operating system? Um, and, and there's, I think, a lot of room for these questions to be, let's say, examined even if not answered. So that's, uh, that's interesting that you guys would see that, that same, um, let's say, need and bring this guy out. So sure. I, 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 one thing, well, the one thing that differentiates robotics from, say, just software is it actually operates in the physical world. And mm-hmm. so that changes everything. I mean, you know, you can do enough damage with just software, but imagine, <laughs> you know, your people, animals, houses, property, on and on and on. 
And that's what differentiates robotics, actuation and then actuation in a re- the real world, not a virtual world. Well, that's an interesting point because you get a lot of people will talk about how, you know, well, if software crashes, you reboot the computer. Well, you know, if it's a flying vehicle and the software crashes, uh going to be tough to reboot that one before it hits the ground. Right. Uh, things like that. So, and, and same with the cars or, you know, anything, even, a, you know, heaven forbid you had a uh, some sort of, you know, malfunction on a robot doing surgery. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like that. Sure. Although even the the, sure. the robots doing surgery, it's, it's it. I mean, I was talking to my doctor about it, and he's oh, you know, I, I talk about it, and you know, I fly the actuators, and I'm like, oh my god, this is this is great, man. You know, um, <laughs> I come in, have parts taken out, and be out the next day riding my bike and posting pictures on Facebook of my latte and my croissant. It's gonna be great. No, I'm teasing. All right. One other thing I wanted to hit on is, uh, you know, where I noticed that uh, part of the uh, the event here is going to be the Mad Men cocktail party. Any any uh, any reason specific reason for that, or just fun? Uh, I'll take that one. Primarily fun, uh, Patrick. Um, you know, we thought we'd bring a little theme, a little magic to the event. And then, let me just tell you. Robo Business is a great event, but the networking receptions are absolutely the highlight, in my opinion, of the event because it is the, it is the networking that takes place. And Dan mentioned earlier about researchers, academics, government, technology providers. You see folks come together and actually, through discussion, can solve problems that perhaps they've been working years to try to solve, but someone's already solved it. And there's there's a magic that takes place, you know. Obviously, you got hundreds of brilliant, brilliant people, um, and we're looking at about 600 attendees for Robo Business Santa Clara. But when you get that kind of brain power together, and you get a few martinis in them, and you get a networking together, uh, I'll tell you, there, you there's two receptions, both on the show floor, one Wednesday evening, and then one Thursday evening. Those those will be the two highlights. Those are where relationships are built that last a lifetime. And you see the formation of an industry at its early stages. It's really, really powerful to be there for that. Yeah, well, and, yeah. you know, good. Well, go ahead, sir. Well, I was just going to say the, the thing that, that sums it up for me, and I, this was an example of one of the early robo-business events. You'll actually have, I walk in, I actually have someone from Lockheed Martin speaking to someone from Hasbro, speaking to an academic, speaking to a lawyer all around a cocktail reception, including, and then there's an investor. That's what kind of show it is. All these barriers are broken down, and the alcohol doesn't help, doesn't hurt at all as well. So things get done. together. Well, and I, you know, and I was going to hit on that earlier when that was mentioned. Is and, and for people, I mean, I go to a lot of conferences and symposiums and all the rest of that, and this one still sounds like it's at a size that is manageable. You know, when you go to a, a conference that's got, you know, five, six, 10,000 people, uh, really, really kind of hard to have uh, meaningful sidebars or conversations with people. And, and this event sounds like it's still small enough where you it's still intimate and you can have those sidebars. Um, and I know that was one of the things, even looking it over, that, that was kind of uh, appealed to me is that I would actually be able to approach and talk to people. And like you said, that I mean, really, for me, that's where the rubber meets the road. You know, I want to be able to go there, get some business cards, make relationships. 
and uh, and 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 that looks like that's going to be uh, something that I can do there, and my sandwich board. And so you know, you know, you you have like a. Um, Let's say a, a, a wide area of of expertise and what would appeal to people from people that are getting started in this, uh, even students and startups and venture capitalists and people who are very successful and have large businesses. Um, you know, it sounds really exciting, but uh, we're we're almost out of time. But before we get down to run the clock out, and and I know we covered a lot of this territory, but is there is there anything else that I may have missed? That uh, that that we want to cover, or we should uh, make sure and tell the listeners about. Patrick, I was I was just going to add that we don't advertise uh, on our website, but we do have an engineering or business professional pass to the expo in the networking reception, and I want to give out a promotional code for that. If anyone's listening, and perhaps they can't, they don't, you know, they can't afford the full conference program. But if they register at robobusiness.com using the promotional code RB13ENG, that will spit out a $75 um, pass for the event. Um, And you're invited from 2 to 7 p.m. on Thursday, the 24th of October. And that would include the Madman Martini reception, the Can't Miss reception. And for $75 to meet these folks from all over the world with these amazing technologies, I hope everyone takes advantage of that that can't, you know, attend the full conference program. Well, that's cool. That's a, a, a nice plus for our listeners. And, uh, you know, go to, go to the website. Again, it's uh, com. Check it out. I mean, as soon as I checked it out, I was like, whoa, i got to go to this one. Uh, this is going to be pretty good. I'm going to go down there. I, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, you know, I can't wait to, to uh, meet you guys in person, too. I'll be looking for you. But before we close this, this out, uh, Gene, anything else from, from you, sir? I just wish I was a little closer to the, uh, to, to the venue there because I think it's going to be a fascinating show, too, as well. And, you know, if – if any, if there is any measure by what you pulled off with the uh, SUSBS Expo, the Small Business Expo, this one sounds going to be like it's much the same. And I tell you, I went to that one, and I got to talk to everybody in the room, and uh, that was so much better than the, the big shows, like you say. But being able to make those contacts has just been absolutely fantastic for me, and. I think you guys are going to have a good show. You keep it that way, and uh, it's going to be top-notch. Yeah, I, 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 venture, I venture to guess that you'll have a lot of the same, uh, let's say, usual suspects at this show uh, who are who are looking to get into technology and whatever else. So, you know, we've got to make it there. Well, gentlemen, uh, I would like to thank you for uh, coming on the podcast and giving our listeners um, an overview of what the conference is going to be like. Um, and I would also like to say thank you for uh, giving out that special promotion. And I would like to uh, let you guys, if there was anything in closing, Dan, did I miss anything you would like to say in closing? Just, uh, you know, 
we all share the same enthusiasm for robots. And we've seen in the gadget press and on videos all these robots doing cool things that really get you very, very excited, as it should. But the main thing and the reason why the event's called Robo Business is that if you want to go forward with this, if you're serious about it, you have to learn about the business side of the business. And it doesn't take away from the enthusiasm or the coolness of the robots, but it gets you more grounded so that, in fact, you can go forward with this. And that's what the event's really all about, bringing all these people together and a way to promote the business aspects of, of robotics and make it fun and profitable. I like that. Fun and profit. Richard, in closing. Yeah, Patrick, uh, I think we've said it all. Again, robotics, robotics automation, intelligent systems. It is a global industry. Come on down to Robo Business. Meet some of the brightest minds in the world helping to shape a brand new industry. And uh, robots aren't to be feared. They're to be embraced. Uh, be part of the movement. We'd love to meet you. Sounds good. Okay, we're, this is perfect because we're just uh, right out of time here. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming on. Thank you, Gene, and everyone listening. We'll see you next – or hear, you'll hear us next week. Okay, take care. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.